Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time with Elliot Danker, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian Tian. Time now for Culture Club. And of course, you know, when you look at this post-COVID world that we're trying to live in, you've got businesses and organizations uh, dealing with challenges, both new and old. And on top of all that, we've got geopolitical instability, regulatory scrutiny, economic uncertainty, stakeholder activism, trade sanctions, supply chain disruptions, and higher inflation. Mm. Well, enter LRN, the global leader in ethics and compliance solutions. Uh, They enable organizations to inspire principal performance, and they recently released a research paper on the effectiveness of ENC programs. Well, the 2023 edition of LRN's annual ethical and compliance program effectiveness report highlights the importance of ethics and compliance efforts to ensure business resilience and optimal performance in the uncertain times that lie ahead of all of us. So, why is ethical and compliance more important than ever in today's unstable economic and business landscape? Yeah, compliance not the favorite department of a lot of business organizations. It's not easy. It's not easy. It is not, it is easy. not easy. Let's find out more from uh, Ty Francis, MBE Chief Advisory Officer for LRN. Uh, Ty, good afternoon. How are you? Hello and good afternoon, Elliot and Timothy. Thanks for having me on. Even though that was a very, very kind of uh, horrible and like dark way to describe <laughs> the world we're living in today, but but I do appreciate the Culture Club reference as a big '80s fan. So uh, thanks for having me on. Oh, finally, oh, I should have played, some, I played yes. some music. I should have. Oh gosh, but Ty, ethics and compliance. I mean, I was just telling Tim that it's not everyone's favorite department in huge business organizations, but it does shape corporate culture a lot. What your thoughts on this ethics and compliance you know we can split them into two different things but you know we're really talking about how a company articulates its values to the organization you know we've seen a big change in the last 10 years and how companies are articulating their values so you know ethics and culture is the way companies do things how they want to be perceived in the world but how they want their employees to interact with them at the same time So, Ty, on top of all the things that many businesses have to face in terms of challenges, as we all we mentioned earlier, all these things, and then there's ethics and compliance. Doesn't it make it even harder for for businesses to to survive in this day and age? Well, it's all about adapting. You know, Benjamin Franklin, a very famous American statesman, once said that out of diversity comes opportunity. And in this case, you know, the opportunity we've seen out of this, you know, your uh, dark world explanation was that uh, it gave companies the opportunity to own values rather than rules to to motivate employees. You know, at LRN, we've uh, we've shown that from time and time again values, strength, and ethical behavior much more effectively than rules do. It also documents the importance of ethical culture in determining whether rules will be observed or not. So it is one thing for companies to implement all these ethical and compliance standards. It is another thing for your managers to instill all these things among the employees. And many of them might not be on the same page as the company when it comes to compliance or ethical issues for that matter. So how do you convince them? I say this time and time again, but people want to stay at companies they believe in. So when employees leave a company, they don't just take their expertise with them. They take institutional knowledge. Sometimes they take IP with them. Their departures like disrupt the group dynamic. So people start to distrust an organization and start to what we've heard in the market now quite quit. 
So when it happens, they stop caring. They take shortcuts and ethical behavior, unethical behavior happens. So this leads to toxic cultures, more fines. And these companies then become pariahs for uh, employing people. So this isn't great for the bottom line. So I guess what companies want is a sense of unity that fosters employee happiness, loyalty, and overall, they start to make good decisions. And I know this sounds like a cliche, but, you know, this is a team sport and we need entire organizations to be involved. So it starts with, you know, those organizational values I talked about at the start of this uh, chat, Mm -hmm. making sure they're reflecting how people behave at work every day. So, you know, a really simple way to do this is how companies reflect this in their code of conduct. Some companies call it code of ethics, whichever term you want to use. That's something that LRN spends a lot of time helping companies perfect. But really, it's about making sure that those company values are articulated in a way that the entire workforce can understand and follow. Mm. I think all companies have to look at this uh, sort of ethics and compliance rules and regulations on the first day of work. Other companies, before they give out the bonus, you have to go for a bit of a refresher. And then when you've done that, yes, then you get your, your bonus, your pay letter, whatever. How important is this constant updating within each company? And beyond that, to make sure that employees actually look at these ethics and compliance uh, measures that are needed. Refreshing training is great. But it's really about meeting employees where they are and making sure the training that you're, you know, you're deploying to the employees is, is the right fit for them. You know, not understanding what you're doing and not understanding what you're doing is working is, can be quite crucial. So, you know, the old saying, you can only manage what you measure, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, we launched a pretty powerful uh, solution called Catalyst Reveal, which provides any administrator in any organization real-time data to see if the training they're using is actually working you know at that time um, so this helps organizations understand where they are at any time rather than waiting until the end of that cycle to take that test or the worst case scenario they don't test at all and uh, they get approached by a, reg- a regulator for a compliance breach so tie everything you brought up earlier on paper it looks really good you have employees who share the same values the yeah. company and everything if, if all that is good then yes but we are also in a situation right now where we have a talent crunch all over the world and companies would i, I mean speaking from an employer myself I would hire anyone who can get the job done. And if that person cannot comply with compliance standards and ethical issues, some companies out there might just, you know, keep one eye closed as long as somebody is getting the job done for me. Is that a concern? It is. But, you know, this happens when you have a a purely rules-based organization. So, you know, rules are good, we say, but values are better. And by that, I mean rules are good and necessary. Uh, but the right values, if communicated correctly and consistently through organization, can be so much more powerful to help and guide change behavior. So look, you and I and everyone else, we need structure, right? We need uh, speeding limits. We need you know, guidelines on the roads. We need laws. But we also need um, something that you believe to be right. And you believe your organization does that too. So it's often more powerful than just doing something because the sign on the wall is telling you to do so. So the way values work is you're doing things because it is the right thing to do and you believe it, you believe your company does it, other than just walking around blindly looking at rules and just following them without really understanding why you're doing it or why the company is doing that too. So hiring people is a very important step to doing that. You have to get make sure the culture of the organization is right from the outset. Um, and if you don't, that's where problems happen. So kind of measuring that culture along the way can be a great 
source of value for your organization to really find out where you are at any given time. And at LRN, we help companies evaluate and measure some of that culture too. So it's, it's very powerful, not just for the organization, but for the board of directors too, because they're the ones who are overseeing this, uh, this organization. So how much does the working demographic play into this? And by that, I mean the fact that we've got a lot of younger generation coming into the workforce. And this is a generation that's very principled. This is a generation that wants to work for a company knowing that that company stands for something. So then they have to make sure this ethics uh, fits into that if they're going to get the best talent. Well, it's true. You know, company, you know, employees want to go to companies that they fit with their own values. Yeah. You know, employees will stay at a company for a short amount of time, excuse me, if they don't believe their companies are actually following what they believe in. You get com- employees who are disengaged, employees who don't want to do the right thing, and who, as I said before, they are quiet quitting. So it's really making sure that your employees are engaged all of the time. And the way to do this is by making sure that, you know, your policies and your procedures are simplified. Make sure they're accessible to employees from every background, every education level. Um, another aspect of this is making sure that they're available on a mobile app and mm. so they can access any data they want at any time. So, you know, if they come across something that they don't understand or they think it might be unethical, they can look at their mobile, they can look at this a rule or policy or mm. procedure and understand if they're going to do the right thing. So we provide case studies to companies that say, look, in this situation, you know, employee X did why, this is why this was wrong, this may be something similar to your facing right now. So we try and make the training we use adapted to employees and understand where they are at any given time in any given region. And I'm because sure really the yeah. one size fits all training days, yeah. I think the long gone. <laughs> yeah, because I was gonna say I'm sure like cultural differences, diversity, that's definitely an issue that is constantly evolving. It, it is, but I think the most important thing is to ensure that companies understand their own risks first. Mm-hmm. By that I mean the risk of the organization. You know, the risk a British company faces in France are a walled apart from a company in Singapore doing business in Malaysia. So, as I said, a one-size-fits-all program won't really work. So, you know, ensuring you're mapping your training to your risk is crucial. Because if you have an employee working on a factory floor, they may not need to understand what insider trading is. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, somebody in a, a very high executive position may not need to know health and safety procedures in a furnace. We've been speaking with Ty Francis, MBE Chief Advisory Officer for LRN. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.